0: Well, welcome to another Consults Over Coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones, and I am joined today by Marianne Richter, who is the director of the Columbus Museum in Columbus, Georgia. And um you were previously, you were, were you the director at the Swope Art Museum in Terre Haute, right? Yes, I was. And then and then we kind of crossed paths because you were the curator for the Union League in Chicago. And yes. also at the Dayton Art Institute
1: yes and we we know each other through your wife Debbie who is a fantastic um cyclist and personal trainer and she was at the gym that I used to go to when I was in Chicago
0: yeah and and it's yeah so it's it's kind of it's it's a small world, right? It's a small world. And and we were we were talking a little bit before this started that that I thought that Columbus, that Columbus, Georgia, and Richmond, Virginia, are similar in many ways. Columbus a little smaller, but kind of a, a southern river town. Yes. Right. And 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 uh, you know the Columbus Museum, which I have not actually visited, and I apologize for that. We were talking about that today. Um, but, but it, it looks like a really lovely institution. And, and kind of the reason to talk about this is that, you know, in Richmond here, we have the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts that is just a fabulous, just an incredible asset to the community. And, and in looking at the Columbus Museum, you guys seem to be the same way.
1: Well, that's a very flattering comparison because the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts is uh, one of uh, just uh, in a in a much bigger league um, in terms of budget size, and it also is serving as the state museum of Virginia, um, and it had, just is huge. So we're not at that level of size, but we are the the, the large museum for um, the city of Columbus. Um, and we're, we're a little different than um, some of the, something like VMFA because we have a, a really wonderful art collection, but we also have a collection of local history and we do exhibitions on both. Um, but what we do, I think Virginia, the VMFA does a really good job of not just um, thinking about larger audience of tourists, but how it can serve the community of Richmond, but also particularly through traveling exhibition programs it has serving the rest of the state to make art, get, get, get access to people in other communities who maybe don't find it that easy to get to Richmond. And um, we, we're a community museum. So we take serving, uh, you know, within about a 60 mile radius of Columbus, um, serving that community in particular. Um, and that's really important to us.
0: Well, and, and I think, again, it, you guys do a lot of community outreach, and, and I, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about this as well, that there are a number of, of muse, art museums in communities, if you just kind of go from Richmond down to Columbus, I mean, I, I, we were talking a little bit about the Chrysler in Norfolk is a wonderful museum as well. And then Debbie and I last, well, before COVID, where there was a contemporary art museum in Raleigh that we were just really impressed with. Small, but quality stuff. And just lots of things going on other than just come in and look at the paintings. And that's sort of what I wanted to talk to you about is the kinds of things that, that you guys are doing and that I think probably community art museums in general have a lot more going on that should appeal to the general population. And it's just really a, a great place to go, especially now that the kids are out of school. Right.
1: <laughs> well, we we are unusual in Columbus because we are, we're partially funded by the local school district which is Muskogee County School District. Um, and that among other things, um, Enables us to offer free admission, which I know um, DMFA has, so does the Chrysler, and I think a number of others. I happen to be a strong believer in free admission because that's uh, that it removes one barrier to accessibility for people. Um, But we also, because of that relationship with the school district, take the education component really seriously and. particularly in our case, probably more for students, but really for anybody of all ages. So we will have programs for people um, when more in pre-pandemic people may be in a senior living facilities. We've had some programs that are for people uh, in the early stages of Alzheimer's and their caregivers. Um, And then we do a lot with kids. Um, So one thing that I'm really proud of that we developed the education department led this uh, starting a couple of years ago we have a program called museum pals which stands for pre-k art and literacy in schools and we're currently in 16 um, pre-k schools uh, classrooms in the district um, in title one schools and um, with a grant our hopeful our hope is to get it up to 24 which would be half of them and they um, do, and what they do is they normally a person comes in person to talk to the kids, but this year we get it via Zoom. They, we, um, they present a work of art and talk about it, read a story that may relate to it, and then they do a project. And that's once a month in each classroom. So that's been really um, popular with the kids and it's to try to build both um, literacy of the regular type, but also visual literacy, which is always important, but I think in this, the world we are in now is particularly becoming more important to have. So that's, that's something that we do. And then we also do things um, with um, some of the public housing communities in town. And that's been also really rewarding um, to do. So some of those are more outreach, but I, I think that's, it's important to try to do that. Um, we're working on an exhibition right now that will be opening in the new year on the history of civil rights. In in the region, and for that we have a advisory group um, that is really uh, and people who actually were a part of that history and lived lived it, and so that's been really good. Also, as a way to engage and make sure that we're not just sort of coming out from on high thinking we know something versus really trying to be um, someplace that people feel that that. That they want to be and that, that they're participating in, and that it's a more equal role than maybe the museums of the past were. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's
0: one of the, 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 the points I was hoping to get across. I, I think there's a there, I don't know if it's stigma is the right word, maybe it is, um, that for people that maybe haven't gone to an art museum there's this sense of like, well, it's this stuffy, stodgy place. It's like a library with a lot of pictures, old pictures. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, you know, certainly there are some old classic works of art that are worth seeing, but but nothing really could be farther from the truth. I think most of these museums... Are really striving to be very dynamic, vibrant, inclusive places for people of all walks of life and for people of all ages.
1: Right, I I would agree. Majority of museums, and we're all working hard to be even more that way. Um, I think in the past year or so, there's been criticism in some cases that museums haven't done enough of that, but. I think people are really working hard to make it more that way. Um, But there's usually, and particularly when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, uh, more activity that you can do. We've had um, round tables, things like that. We've had, we do, uh, we often have craft classes that people may enjoy taking. Um, People really like making glass ornaments and things like that. So just kind of fun fun activities. We've I, we've done a little less of having people come and give it like a straight out lecture than we used to do. Although those can have their place because a lot of people kind of enjoy more the interaction between people than just uh, than just a lecture. But on the other hand, we've had um, you know if we have an artist talking, that can really resonate with people because they don't you know they don't get to hear hear from some people like that all the time. Um, and probably one of the most successful was um, Amy Sherald, um, who people may know as having done the portrait of Michelle Obama that's in the National Portrait Gallery collection. She grew up in Columbus. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. yeah, and we um, have a work of hers in the collection that we purchased a few years ago. And she came to speak. This was just before all of the, the news about her, her um, work for, on that portrait was out. And that that audience was fascinating. It was fabulous because it was a combination of art lovers and people who grew up with her, or people who were both, um, who were just so excited to see her back. Um, and it, so, it really, was a great feeling that program in particular.
0: That's really cool. And, and yeah, and I think you know it's funny. I, I I've <laughs> I've become a, a much bigger fan of of sort of the the, the guided tour um just because there's so much more to learn or to understand in these things than you're ever going to get from i mean you know that this the walking around with the headset on or the little or the little brochure or whatever is fine but actually walking around with somebody or engaging with someone who really knows this material yeah it's just so much of a, a richer experience
1: i would agree with that um and we also try to make sure people have the chance to have the input so that I, I think people are, museums are trying to get away from the idea that, that there's you know, one correct way to interpret that. that that's not, there, there's historical fact and facts about the artist that are important to know, but there's also things that people can find on their own. Um, so it's kind of an interesting balance, particularly these days.
0: Well, and, and and I think that kind of gets to a, a, a good a, a point about art in general, which is art. It's a perceptive thing. It's 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 not it's it, there's not as you as you said there's not one right answer necessarily. I mean, certainly the artist may have had certain thoughts or, or perceptions or goals in constructing a piece, but again it's it's more a matter of well what's it mean to you how does it make you feel how do you respond to that and that's that's i think the power and the beauty
1: of it. right well i don't know if you've seen that there's a huge movement now about um that looking at art um, is a way uh, of developing empathy as you're looking at something, you may get a different viewpoint and you may have an understanding of how somebody else might have ex- might experience living um, in a different time or now. And so um, that's been interesting. And, and I'd say that's also true for history and you know, since we have the history collection, I think a lot of people are particularly interested now maybe in not just knowing how about the lives of famous people, but just getting more of a sense about how, if, if I were alive 150 years ago, what would my life have been like? Um, and in some, and also acknowledging that many, for many people, it was a terrible time. Um, depending on if you if you were white, you were going to have a, a pretty more likely to have a decent time of things. Um, but if you were a Black American, 150 years ago would have not been so good at all. No,
0: absolutely, and I, and I think you know. I, so I think the idea, right, of 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 nurturing empathy. Is a really powerful and an important thing in our society right now. And also community. Just in the sense here's a place that that anyone can go. And and you might have a conversation with someone standing in front of a, a, a painting or a sculpture or anything about what, what's this media to you, or how do you you know, how do you perceive this? I mean, and I think that's that's the kind of thing that I think it's important to foster, and I, I think going forward as a society, there's a lot of tribalism at the moment that's not very healthy, and, and things that encourage civil discourse and understanding of others are, are, are very powerful and useful tools in our society right now.
1: Well, I, I would like to agree with you that I think our art museums do have a role for that. Um, just to be sort of the, um, I'm gonna be, play the opposite. Um, most of us who are in museums are also aware that there's a colonialist past to it. I mean that museums are built by people typically who are coming from a very privileged point of view. And it's really only been recently that that the art that is in there or the histories that's in there is representing the entire community. I think we've made a lot of strides, but that is one thing to say that you kind of, if you, if you kind of are looking at it, you realize that it's definitely of the past, a particular point of view. So you can't really change how museums were in the past, but we can certainly work harder to make them a truly inclusive um, community. I mean, I look at what's the population like in, your, in in a town and are you representing, um, are, it, would the average person coming in, if you're thinking of demographics, find things that, that relate to, to them in some way? Um, and I'm not sure that say 30 years ago, people would have thought that, but I think a lot of museum people think that now. Yeah, exactly. Or have we overlooked people? I mean, there's there are people, who, there are artists and historical things that have been, Excluded. So, to me, a lot of the fun is and and responsibility is finding works to make sure we are are not through biases ignoring people who are really great creators.
0: Do you do you think there's there's a much more conscious effort on the staff of of most museums to move in that direction?
1: Yes, I think. The staff um, and and museum administration uh, and uh, more generally, I think with the staff definitely curatorial. Most most places are trying, and I think we have a ways to go. But people are aware, and you know, it's like you. If if people weren't aware of that, the blinders come off. So we've been trying for some years now in Columbus to do that. But but I know VMFA has um, been making great strides in that. And I think. Um, a lot of the museums in your area probably have. And I'll also just say, you have phenomenal museums in kind of the whole Richmond and then also in the Hamptons Roads area because you've got um, not just the Chrysler and the MFA but the, the Institute of Contemporary Art. <clears throat> and you've, um, the William and Mary Muscarelli and then, um, it's not currently open I think to the public but Hampton University Museum has a fabulous collection of African American art um, that I would recommend for people to visit. What, what
0: do you know uh, in, in the, like say in the Carolinas?
1: Um, North Carolina Museum of Art would be I think is maybe the largest museum in, in that state um, Duke has uh, University has the Nasher, North Carolina has Ackland, I haven't visited them. Um, there's um, a, a Renala House, which is at Wake Forest. So a lot of them are connected with universities. Asheville just did a, a renovation and expansion. So North Carolina has some, the Southeast has a lot of really great museums.
0: There's a lot of really great art in, in the Southeast of the United States. In yes, California. I would agree. It's, it's a very rich culture on a lot of levels. I would agree
1: with that, too. Um, and then, you know, right now, and I haven't seen it, but just uh, the MFA just opened this show about, called The Dirty South. It's, and very, it's,
0: it's it's stunning. Yeah, it's
1: getting rave reviews. It was just reviewed in the New York Times, in fact. So, and of course, I have to put a pitch that Columbus co-organized a show that's currently at the Chrysler the first of the venues um, on Alma Thomas called Alma W. Thomas, Everything is Beautiful and some of the work in there is from our archives at the Columbus Museum because she also was originally from Columbus and her sister John Maurice donated um, archival material to the museum so that that's an important part of that exhibition.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's, so yeah. that's why you were you were just at the Chrysler recently, right? Yes, for that.
1: Our curator, um, Jonathan Frederick Walls co-curated this the exhibition with the Chrysler um curator Seth Fiemens. So this was after many years of work. So it's always exciting to see see an exhibition happen. So I, I have to put a plug for that while it's on you there.
0: Absolutely. So the other thing I wanted to to talk to you about a little bit is is, you know, we certainly talked about art museums as places to go and look at well-regarded works of art in general. But there are also places, there are a lot of classes that are offered for people, at least certainly here, and I I see there as well, that for adults and kids, if you want to learn how to paint or draw,
1: that do that, yes. Um, and some will even have kind of, in the old days, we might have a school attached, but um, we, we, uh, we will sometimes offer adult classes. We also will do other kinds of programs. Uh, we were doing a mystery program where you solve a crime in the museum and a lot of other museums have done that. Um, and I know we've got a photography class that'll happen in the fall. Um, so I don't know you know, the specifics of the museums where you are, but there's usually, there are usually some classes that people can take, or you could take a class. We haven't done this recently, but sometimes museums will have a class on a particular topic if what you wanna learn about is that. We'll have, we used to have, and we will again, lunch and learns um, periodically for that. And then our curator, um, our curator will do a monthly, Kind of deep dive into one work with people who want to stop by and it's usually about fifteen minutes and then they talk about what they see in the painting and come to some discussion points on that, which is also really kind of fun for helping people think about how they might look at it and how somebody might have a different view than they do i
0: i just i I think that's a really those are really important things to offer the community i I just i there's, I think, a mindset in this nation, and maybe globally, that that if everything is measured, right, so if you're riding a bike, it's how fast are you, right, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're painting, or if you're composing music, it's, well, how many streams did you get on Spotify, or, you know, how much did you sell it for, or, or and that kind of thing, and, and, you know that—that that to me is just that's sort of a false idol, for me. I mean, it's always nice to get the validation, but but there's such value in making something. I agree. Um, and 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 you know, I used to say to people all the time that you just like it was like. Well, you know, I'll never be Van Gogh, and I'm like, I got news for you, man. When Van Gogh was alive, for the most part, people kind of thought he was kind of nuts and not very good. And 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 so you, you can't you can't operate on that assumption that I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be on America's Got Talent because I, you know it's just there's value in 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 making something, in capturing a moment, in sharing it with other people. And, and that's something that you guys do. That's something that happens here at VMFA. That happens in a lot of museums. And you can meet people that will help you on that journey.
1: Right. And meet other people who are interested in doing the same thing. So you can build a little community of uh, other people who are interested in that. Um, and even if you're not great at it, I mean, I back in college, one of the I majored in art history, but I took a couple studio classes and one of them was printmaking. And I think I would have had a harder time really understanding what's involved in making an etching if I hadn't had to learn how to do that.
0: Right. It gives you a much deeper appreciation for what you see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, that sort of gets back to empathy and community. And and that's I think that's you know the Columbus Museum certainly offers those those things to to the folks in your community. VMFA offers those things. Chrysler offers those things, and and really at at, at pretty bargain prices, sometimes free.
1: Yes, a lot of our offerings are free, um, and when they're not, it's usually the cost of materials. Um, so, because again, we're nonprofit. It's just it's making sure we don't actually, you know, lose money. But as I said, majority of things are free. Um, we have summer camps. Um, we had a, in, a, in a smaller groups this summer for kids. And generally, we and I'd say most museums would do this. We'll have a scholarship program people can apply for if they need help with the tuition. And it's it's not a lot of money to be in the camp, but it could be for somebody where that if that's a barrier. So we really try to break down those barriers where we can, but outreach also helps with that too. Because that said, there often the best thing to do is to try to get out in the community, and you also can learn more about what people are looking for. Yeah,
0: and 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 I I think I I think that's a really I mean that's that's a a great gift to the community. You know, to, to give people that opportunity, and I'm not sure that that gets. Publicized or at least perceived by the general public.
1: I would agree. Um, we, we will promote it, but I think it's still a lot of people. I think um, m- museums still have, and sort of some other kinds of facilities, they can seem intimidating to somebody who's not visited. Um, like there's some secret code that you need to know to feel comfortable there which is not the case and we try that not to be the case but i'm aware that that still could be the perception so it's important for you know to have to, and, and appreciate your frontline staff because they're they're the they're the face of the museum and the, the people who really make it possible for people coming in to feel Welcome. So um, it's important to, to, to listen to, to what they're saying about experience and they often will t- can relate to some really amazing things that may happen and tell us, you know, of moments of connectivity that are happening um, that, w- that I might not know about it because I'm, I'm not patrolling every day you right. know, or, or talking to people at the front desk.
0: Well, word. 30 minutes goes by really fast. Oh, um, it's right over. We're, yeah. yeah, we're just about out of time. I just, I want to thank you for taking the time. Oh, and pleasure. Because, you know, you're, you've been doing this a long
1: time. Yes, I have been. I just want to say you, you really are in an area where it's like an embarrassment of riches of so many different museums you can get to within probably about an hour.
0: yeah. Yeah. So I, again, thank you so much, Marianne, for taking time today to to talk about the Columbus Museum and and the museums, the the community museums, and, and the, along the East Coast and Southeast. Um, and I hope folks will will take advantage, come visit you, come visit BMA. We loved
1: it, but are it's a great town, and there, if you like whitewater rafting, we have I, one of a long, I think, the longest. Kind of urban course in the country. um, It's quite popular for people to come down and and do that. So that's another reason to come. Not just not just the arts, but recreation too.
0: Yeah. Well, Debbie and I have been talking about we need to take a road trip down there at some point too and and come visit the museum and and see Columbus. Be great. So again, thanks. I really appreciate you taking the time and 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 hopefully you know folks will take advantage of these things.
1: I, I hope they will, and my pleasure.
0: Great. Well, that's another Consults Over Coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones. This is Ann Richter from the Columbus Museum in Columbus, Georgia. We'll be back next week with another program.